Welcome everyone to the B2B Marketing Perspectives Podcast. I'm Steve McDonald, your host. And we've got a really special treat today because we have Morgan DiGiorgio on. Morgan is the SVP of Sales and Marketing at a MarTech company called Direct Mail 2.0. And here's a couple of things that I'm just going to give you as a pretext to what you're going to hear today. Not only is Morgan overseeing sales and marketing, so Morgan gets to decide, if I was going to run sales and marketing together, how would I do that? And there's so much talk in the industry about the 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 friction between marketing and sales. But if you had the opportunity to run both marketing sales together, how would you do it? Well, we're going to hear that from Morgan today. But also, Morgan, you're going to talk a little bit about the irony in your very business model, right? And 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 how that plays into a a marketing and sales strategy that you use in the company. So with with that as a crescendo, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself beyond that brief introduction. Sure. Thank you for having me, Steve. I, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, just to expound a, a little bit on my background, I, I do have uh, over 18 years of professional experience in various business sectors where I've been possessioned in several leadership roles, whether that was sales, marketing, operations, uh, ownership. I, I am a co-founder of a technology-based medical group, uh, but I have had the opportunity to play the uh, oversight role of sales in conjunction with marketing in a couple of different industries. So I'm pretty well versed in that regard, and, and I'm happy that I get the opportunity to do that in this organization as well. So I'm dying for you to tell us all about kind of this irony in the business <laughs> model, right? Um, what does that mean? Sure. So uh, there's historically been uh, a proverbial tug of war, so to speak, between offline and online channels, right? Whenever we're approaching a client uh, as a marketing company, or uh, if there's different marketing agencies that are vying for those marketing dollars or budget from a client, we're always trying to talk them into putting more budget into what it is that we are selling, right? Maybe that's direct mail, which is offline, or maybe we're talking about digital. So we actually, we are a, a 14 technology marketing automation company that actually sells digital marketing to printers and mailers. So we don't actually print or mail anything. And, and typically in the industry of print and mail, digital marketing is a big no-no because these print and mail sales reps are always vying for the same marketing dollars that the digital agencies are. So it's just so ironic that you know, us not printing or mailing anything. We work within an industry that typically does not like their clients to utilize digital marketing, but they buy a license to resell a digital marketing product to their direct mail customers. That is a really interesting challenge, right? <laughs> selling into a market that's predisposed to not want to do what you're selling. Correct. Sign me up for that sales job. Right? <laughs> so, that then lends itself to, okay, if that's the kind of the state of the industry and the challenges, the irony of what you're trying to do there, tell us a little bit about how you bring marketing and sales together. And, and I'll see that with something that you said before we, we kicked off uh, the recording here. And it was about how content was a way that you started and actually grew the business. So with that intro, I'll let you take it from there. 
Right. Well, so just in telling my my story about uh, the irony of our organization, its inception, our our target market, our ICP, right, and and what it is we're selling to them. Uh, when we started this organization, we started to create and and market content that was relevant to offline marketing. We started talking about how affluent and how effective offline marketing is, which is the complete opposite of what it is that we're selling. We're selling digital marketing, but we are selling digital marketing to integrate with direct mail to make direct mail better. But in order to be able to capture our audience's attention, we had to go out there and be cheerleaders for direct mail. And so we started creating content that was putting out statistical information about the effectiveness of mail, you know, not digital, right? We sell digital marketing. You think you would think that we would be going out and talking about how effective digital marketing is. And this is why you should want to buy and resell our platform. But we were talking about the efficacy of mail and what a powerful tool mail was. And it started to grab the attention of the print mailers that would potentially be a customer of ours. So grabbing their attention is what you have to do, right? And what a lot of typical companies do with your product, your technology that you're representing, right? We know a lot about that. We're subject matter experts in that. We can talk about that all day long. And obviously, as soon as somebody knows, they're going to want to buy, right? So it's easy for marketing to produce a lot of product marketing level content, right? But what you're talking about is the epitome of saying, First and foremost, I need to serve my audience. I need to educate my audience. I need to let them know I understand their industry and let them know that I actually understand that in a way that I have a point of view that adds value to what they're doing. So tell us about the marketing powwows that you did and and what that was (laughs) and how that worked. And throughout the conversation here, we're going to constantly be connecting marketing and day-to-day sales activities because what you were just talking about could have been put into the category of lofty brand thought leadership add value takes time right we need to have patience but you are doing all of that building your brand establishing expertise by getting into conversations And that content is used very specifically in the sales group on a daily basis. So you're not talking about doing something that we've got to wait a couple of years to benefit from. You're talking about something that that is hitting all stages of the buyer's journey. So these marketing powwows, sorry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No worries. Uh, Well, so we've always tried to seek ways that we could really be of service to the industry uh, or ways that we could just be helpful in general, not just to our existing customers who we call partners, but to the industry as a whole, anybody in the print and mail industry. And the industry has suffered a significant amount of challenges over the last few years. Several businesses did, especially post-COVID, but the print and mail industry suffered some significant impacts for a couple of different reasons. Uh, One, one of the first things to go during an economic downturn typically is marketing, which I feel that you should be out marketing everybody else in an economic downturn due to all the opportunities available to you uh, at that time. 
But uh, so people perceive print and direct mail to be more expensive than digital. So they had a more challenging time as their customers were pulling back on budgets, not to mention the fact that we had supply chain issues. They didn't have the ability to get paper. So even if a customer wanted to run a direct mail campaign, they they couldn't even get the paper to fulfill it. It, it was just they were getting hit from all anger, angles. And this is actually carried over um, even into today's current time and space. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, USPS uh, was in such a large deficit that in addition to them not being able to get the supplies they need to be able to fulfill their jobs, USPS keeps increasing the cost of postage, which is adding costs on top of everything else. So they've just been getting pummeled with so many different challenges in the industry. But during COVID, when they were experiencing quite a significant amount of pain, we thought to ourselves from a marketing perspective, why don't we put together a venue or forum where people in the industry can get together and they can share the challenges that they're experiencing and all of them being their own subject matter experts can share the solutions that they're implementing within their organization. Hey, this is where I'm getting paper. Hey, I have a resource here. And we called it a print powwow. Now, that was the marketing element to it. I mean, we were not garnering any type of, uh, you know, revenue from that. It wasn't a sales webinar. We were just facilitating something uh, to be of service and be helpful that everybody can get together and share solutions. Now, from a sales perspective, we were able to take that content that was shared and we were able to have our sales reps either take that to our existing partners that they're working with, so our account managers, and they could share that information if they didn't have an opportunity to join, or they could take these little tidbits of information and they could utilize it in the prospecting process. Hey, I don't know if you're aware, we're running these print powwows, some really useful and valuable information was shared. I thought that I would share it with you here and try to open the door to extending that conversation or prolonging that sales cycle. So the way that you can take content like that and extend its value. Tell me though, in one aspect, what do you think that did? You were the facilitator, right? So you weren't the subject matter experts, you were the facilitator of this, but what did that have in terms of an impact on your perception as experts in the industry? Oh, well, it, it definitely was another notch on our belt in terms of positioning us as a thought leader in the industry. And we we do tend to go out and seek resources so that we can provide solutions or things that we will help overcome those challenges. So we did provide a little bit of our own input that we had garnered or gathered from our own resources within the industry. Um but it was just another, you know, like I'm, like I said, notch on the belt, so to speak, uh, that really helps solidify us as a thought leader in the industry. We've done several things to uh, try to expound upon that, whether it's formulating relationships with the United States Postal Service. Now, again, we don't print or mail anything. Why would we have a relationship with the United States Postal Service? Well, we've created these relationships uh, uh, with some of the, the very high-level leaders in the organization so that we can build technology and create solutions that align with some of the challenges that they're experiencing in the industry. Like, for example, 
we're experiencing postage increase twi increases twice a year. It's getting harder and harder for our customers to want to pay for direct mail because you keep increasing the cost of postage. We can't get paper. The, the cost of paper is so high. So we go out and we create technology that aligns with postage incentives that USPS rolls out so that these mailers and their customers can use our platform send out mail and take advantage of postage discounts. Or maybe we're on the board for the postal customer council and we make sure that we're in the know of all of the intel going on in the industry so that we can pass that along to other print and mailers or we can utilize that internally so that we can put together marketing pieces or sales sales prospecting or sales outflow cadence. Um, and, and we've just really interwoven ourselves in the industry in almost every aspect that we can. So smart. So these are typically things that some maybe C-suite leadership in, in companies would say, you know, that's not our core competency. That's not what we do. But here's my takeaway from what I'm hearing you say is that you have digital services that you're providing that enhance, you know, the services of the, the, the direct mailers, the printers that you serve. But you're creating a whole second value proposition behind the product that you actually offer. And that is the service component, right? That is the knowledge, that is the expertise, that is the advice, that is your brand, right? And you do that through content. And then mm -hmm. that content is sliced into various sizes, bite-sized pieces, and shared on a daily basis through sales. Correct. That aligns with, I have to tell you, because it's so exciting. I have a, a call with the CEO tomorrow, but he's the CEO of two international companies and was a, a CMO at his previous company. And, and the whole idea was, what do CEOs want from their CMOs? And this number one thing that he said was exactly what you're doing. He said, I want my CMOs to add value that we provide from our company. That can be value from the actual product itself, Right. It can be value and how you serve. And you had told me that you, you, you have a point of view of a service heart, that your goal is to look at how do I serve my customers and my prospects? Because if I do that, then everything else falls into place. 100%. 100%. No one likes a salesman. They don't. Right. <laughs> you know, they can smell a salesman from a mile away. Nobody right. likes that. But right. when you go about your sales cycles as uh, you're you're putting yourself in a position of where you can be helpful and you can actually help your prospects, that is going to initiate a conversation. That is going to get their attention. And you know, I, I just I just want to say one other thing too is that you know we can say any person or any organization or anyone can say that they care about their audience or you can put a ceo on some youtube video dressed up in a suit talking about how much he cares about his customers and the organization and that's great okay it's one thing to actually say something but it's another thing to take action and actually do it don't tell me what you are or what you like or what you care about show me show me Go out and do it. And when you do that, you are just going to basically initiate an element of attraction within your organization that it will just help your marketing and sales funnels tenfold. 
So tell me then now your SVP sales and marketing, you have that point of view. What are you saying to the marketing department to fulfill that promise? And then what are you saying to the sales department and, and potentially together too? Like, sure. tell us a little bit about how you train your teams in order to deliver on that promise. Sure. So, I, I mean, from a marketing perspective, right? I mean, there's numerous things that we could be doing as an organization, right? But I tell them that I want our marketing efforts to align with the core values of our organization and of how we're being of service to the industry and positioning ourselves as a thought leader. So what events can we go to that we can add value? Not just go there and, you know, do a sales a sales presentation and talk about our company, where can we go and provide some educational content? Maybe we throw in a piece here or there about our organization or our tech stack, but I want speaking events that are educational in nature. I want content going out that is educational in nature. We do webinar series on a monthly basis. We, of course, do here and there do a webinar series that talks about our, our product and our service offerings. But for the most part, we ask the industry, hey, what are you guys interested in hearing about? And we'll go out and we'll find experts in the field and we'll put on a webinar that doesn't have anything to do with Direct Mail 2.0, just so that we can provide educational content. And then from a sales perspective, we utilize this content to follow up with our sales prospects, whether in the channel, you know, we share it with them and, and how can we help you implement this into your organization? And then from a prospecting cadence, hey, I would really love to share this information with you. And can we have a conversation about this? You know, yesterday I was talking to a gentleman and he uh, he founded and runs a marketing attribution company. So he's all about tying marketing and attributing it to how it influences pipeline development and revenue. And from across all of their clients, he said on average, so there's less and there's more, that from the first touch point to a closed sale is 192 days, six and a half months. And then he says, you know, in a, in a more core ABM environment, it can be a year, right? Mm. So your sales team is in a situation where, I don't know what your average deal closing rate is. You don't have to talk about that, but it's long, right? Yeah. So your salespeople are constantly having to think, how do I keep in touch? And it can't be through a sales message. No. And every touch point, what I'm taking from what you're saying is also is building their credibility as an advisor, as a server, somebody that, who's there to help. And he yeah. said the first touch points, the first series of touch points have nothing to do with the company. Agreed. Right. And that's what you're echoing here. Yeah. And, but you're actually executing it, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, think about it. How many emails do you get a day that you're just delete, 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 delete? You know, hey, right. just checking in with you. Hey, right. I just wanted to follow up. That That's not going to get anybody's attention. But hey, we put together this 14-page white paper with a ton of relevant content and data that I think that not only would be viable and useful for your organization, but also something that might be used as a sales tool to pass along to your clients. Hey, I thought I'd share this with you. Do you have some time where we could review this? That's impactful. That is going yeah. to get somebody's attention. Well, it's a... so. This is our actually mantra or our point of view that we stole from a Forbes 
magazine article. Somebody else said it very eloquently. And it was content marketing solves problems. Thought leadership sparks conversations, right? So you're going to spark a conversation when you're serving someone. And, and it has to be worthy. That content has to be worthy of them saying, I'm going to spend my time reading this or watching this or attending that event. So I'm dying to ask you this question because I ask it in every podcast episode that we do, right? And I think I know what the answer is going to be by what you've been saying here. But if you could rate, literally put a rating of one to 10 on the importance of content in the overall success of your company, the overall growth and success of the company, one, not important at all, 10, it's vital. Where would you put it and why? 10. 10. It's a 10. Before you even start marketing or sales funnels, all you do is put out content. That's first. Right. It's first and foremost. It's content. And then you inject the content in, in between the sales and marketing collateral that you're sending out. So it, it's one of the most important things. And would your sales, if I individually called up and I was talking to somebody on your sales team and I said, how, what's the importance of content into what you're doing and how effective it is as a salesperson, sure. what do you think they would say? I would say that they would, they would say it's a 10. Now, in all fairness, yes. <laughs> they are marketing and sales consultants. And so they're marketing experts. So <laughs> they are going to say it's a 10 because they're knowledgeable about that. Um, right. They're but, selling a MarTech solution. Yes, Correct. Okay. In all yes. fairness, in all yes. fairness, but yes. um, they understand that as a core competency within our marketing and sales funnels within the organization. And they know how important it is. And my sales team heavily relies upon us to uh, put out that content marketing so that they can take advantage of it on their sales lines. So without it, they would be screaming at me. Hey, where, where, you know, where's our marketing? Where's our leads? You know, what are you guys doing over there? You know, when you were talking about, you know, the, the sales versus marketing, uh, right. in the ring aspect, right. They, they would, they wouldn't be very happy. Right. Well, I think this is a tribute to you running both organizations because as a B2B industry, um, the, the, the stats are that over 55%, almost 60% of thought leadership content that B2B buyers don't think it adds any value. Wow. And really? that almost 60% <laughs> of sellers say that the marketing content that they're getting from marketing doesn't have any value. Wow. Right? So that's the industry. That's the, that's the foundation that we're talking about here. And I can't tell you how many times as a fractional CMO, I've been in organizations where they are, they are literally second guessing the value of what are we getting out of our content marketing? Wow. Well, you know, not to toot our own horn here or anything, but uh, I think that statistics and numbers uh, get people's attention. And, and what I'd like to share is that 
the entire foundation of our organization from the infancy stages until now was created around this content marketing strategy and approach and positioning ourselves as thought leaders within the organization. And we have had 152% three-year growth. We've had double-digit growth over the last three years. Um, you know, we've been on the Inc. 5000 the last three years, and we started in 2016. And as you continue to grow as an organization, it becomes more and more challenging to maintain that type of growth. So, you know, from a revenue and growth perspective, I would say that it's working quite well for our organization. This is where we need to put up on the screen time to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the one of the last questions that I want to ask here is, you know, we've talked about a lot and um, that pretty amazing. The results that you just articulated to us, if you were going to say, here's the one takeaway if you're running marketing in your organization, you're working with sales, you've got to talk to the CFO about what you're doing, right? You've got to right. say, hey, you know, to your CEO, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? What's the, what's the one piece of advice, the takeaway that you'd want us to have? Yeah, I, I think that it's just so important that you're having these conversations with the other departments within your organization, because I could see how if I was only managing marketing, I might have the ability to get tunnel vision, right? I'm employing uh, the best practices for marketing from my standpoint and what I think is going to be effective overall for the organization. But I think it's so important to kind of take your marketing hat off and talk to that VP sales or have some conversations with some of the sales reps, ask their opinion. Ask them what they think would be valuable and, and really just take yourself out of that so that you can get that feedback and start employing some of that into your marketing funnels. So you know what my one sentence takeaway from this whole thing is, is when you said, if I wasn't doing that, <laughs> sales would be screaming at us. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if they, yes, they would be unhappy. <laughs> that is uh I think that every CMO listening here is saying, I want my sales team screaming for the content that I'm creating to help and to serve them that is overall serving our clients. And um, so very valuable insights. Morgan, if if people had questions uh, and they wanted to get a hold of you, would LinkedIn be a, a good way to do that? Absolutely. Sure. Okay, fantastic. We'll we'll make sure that's up on all of the recordings and everything. This is going to go up online. <laughs> and just thank you for sharing your insights. Like your print powwows, you have just done a powwow and shared with the rest of the community. And that's what this podcast is all about. So thank you for, for coming on today and doing all of that. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>